الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدي أنهم سبولنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم As human beings we're often looking for a bargain we are in love with sales and if you just look at our society and the way we act when something goes on sale or when there's a big sale or when there's clearances then everything completely changes everyone's personality changes everyone's demeanor changes everyone becomes extremely uh, excited about it look for instance there's black friday it happens once a year half of a day three quarters of a day and people become uh, inhuman, if you will. Right, it's amazing that a person can stand in the cold for 10 hours in order to get half off a television set. Or they could spend sometimes 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours because they're able to get a deal on a piece of furniture. The excitement, that's all driven by excitement. That's all driven by this enthusiasm that something is on sale, something is being discounted. So an entire society completely flips for a few hours doing things that they would otherwise never consider doing standing in lines that, you know, outside of that time they would think would be absurd. We do it. Someone sends you an email that flights to, I don't know, Aruba are on sale, 75% off. What do you do? You click the link, you check it out, you see what dates they're available, you see what the price is going to be, you see, well, maybe I can go. But you had no intention to go to begin with. You had no interest in going there. You know, the thought ever crossed your mind that you would make a trip there. You don't even have vacation. What do you do? You click, you spend uh, some time trying to see, well, what, what would it be? What would a trip like there be like? How much would it, would it really just cost me $100? It's fascinating. Just because someone tells you that the price is, is on sale, just because someone tells you that it's, 50% off, 75% off, you just begin to fantasize about what it would be like to participate in that or be a part of it or purchase it or travel to, to that destination. A car company advertises their sale. Acura says that they're now offering rebates of $4,000. $3,000 plus $3,000 matched by, you know, by X, Y, or Z. You begin to think, well, what would it be like? Maybe I can get that car. You don't even need a car. You just bought one last week. But you think about it because it's being advertised to you. It's on sale. 
it's being uh, or it's a it, they're trying to sell it to you so if you were to think about it if this is kind of the way the human psyche works we're attracted to discounts we're attracted to bargains so if we had to design the perfect sale what would it entail if we had to design the perfect bargain what would it have number one it would have to be the item that we wanted just design in your mind what would be the perfect sale the item that you wanted that one thing you were dreaming about for years on end that car that you've seen on the road you've seen at the auto show you've seen in commercials you've never been able to purchase so it's that item that you absolutely want number one number two there's an unlimited supply of that item you're not restricted it isn't that there's only 500 uh, of those items 500 of those tickets on sale and once those 500 are gone then that's it you can't take part of it if 500 people beat you to it and that's it on Black Friday what happens they give away let's say five items uh, they'll, they'll give away five items for a ridiculously cheap price five tickets you get that ticket you get the item if you don't then you don't get it that's it it's a limited supply especially when something is heavily discounted it's a limited supply so number two is that it has it has to be an unlimited supply it cannot be limited because you don't want to have to compete in order to get it because then the possibility of getting it is lower so number one the, it has to be an item that you want it has to be one that you absolutely desire you dream about you fantasize about number two there has to be an unlimited supply of it number three it has to be inexpensive it has to be 85 percent off 90 percent off, 99 percent off that would be the perfect sale the item that you want and it's being offered for pennies for a fortune and that would be your dream sell. If you could get, I use the example of an Acura, for instance, or a car. If you could get that for 99% off, and there's an unlimited supply of it. There's unlimited supply. You don't have to compete with anyone else in order to get to it. And in addition to that, it only costs you a few dollars. And the last thing would be that it required uh, little effort required little effort. I mean, if they were to charge you, you know, $15 for the vehicle, but you had to run a mile in 35 seconds, well, that'd be a problem. Little effort. You just have to ask for it for that price and you get it. That would be the perfect sale. That would be the perfect sale. Now, in the life of this world, you'll never be able to get a bargain like that. They don't exist. They don't exist. As meaningless as this world is, they, these sorts of bargains don't exist. What's amazing is that we are currently in the midst of the most powerful sale known to the universe. We are currently in the midst of, or we've just started, or what's just started, is the most powerful sale that is known to the universe. How is that so? Well, if we look at what is it that every single believer desires? What is it that we desire? What is it that we've pla been placed in this world for? The 
Imam was reciting so beautifully. مَثَلُ الْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي وُعِدَ الْمُتَّقُونَ فِيهَا أَنْهَارٌ مِمَّا إِنْ غَيْرِ آسٍ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِنْ لَبَنٍ لَمْ يَتَغَيَّرْ طَعْمُهُ وَأَنْهَارٌ مِنْ خَمْرٍ لَذَّةٍ لِلشَّارِبِينَ Describing Jannah. If there's anything that any of us want, it's a place, a home in paradise. That's why we're here. That's why we're in existence. That's why we're all sitting in this gathering right now. That's why we come into this world. Because we came, or our or origin... The origin of our of humankind is Jannah. And our desire is that we return back to Jannah. That's our desire. There's nothing greater than that any of us want. Right? There's nothing greater than any of us want. If we were to get every single thing in this world, and ultimately in the hereafter, we were to not be given Jannah, then we would consider this life a failure. Because that ultimate prize, that ultimate gift, that ultimate, uh, you know, item that we want is a place in Jannah. So it is the uh, it is the item that we want. It is the greatest treasure that exists that will ever exist it is Jannah. That's number 1. So the item itself or what's being made, what's being put to sale, that's something that every single one of us wants and we want it more than anything else in the world. Number 2 there's no limit. There's no limit. Allah Ta'ala's treasure is so vast, it's so vast, that it isn't that a person gets Jannah at the expense of, a diff- of another person. It isn't that I get Jannah, or I earn Jannah during this time, and you don't get Jannah, or that you get Jannah and I don't get Jannah. Allah Ta'ala's treasure is so vast, that anyone can get it. Anyone's able to obtain it. It's so vast. It comes in hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said that the last person to enter Jannah, meaning the one that gets the lowest share of Jannah, that person gets ten times what uh, ten times what this world contains. Ten times this world and everything that's contained within it. That's the last person that enters into Jannah. That's how vast Allah Ta'ala's treasure is. It's unlimited. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to give all of mankind paradise, every single one of us would be able to get it. It isn't that it is exclusive. It isn't that only five people can get it. It isn't only that that person that waited in line for 12 hours can get it. It isn't that the first 300 people that clicked on, uh, clicked on it and asked for it are the ones that are able to get it. It is unlimited. It's an unlimited supply. The third that makes this sale so perfect is that it costs a fraction. It costs a fraction. No, we don't have to give up our life savings in order to earn our, fi- our home in, in Jannah. You think about it. If for a, a person to purchase a home in this world, how much, how much does it cost? It costs a year's worth of salary, two years' worth of salary. For some people, five years, ten years' worth of salary. They're saving, 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 saving. And then finally, they can purchase a home in this world. But Jannah doesn't even cost that much. It doesn't matter if you had spent five years or ten years saving up. You don't need to put in that much effort in order to get Jannah. You don't have to spend five years or ten years in ibadah, in worship, in commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to earn Jannah. That isn't what's required. It's just a fraction of effort. A person who turns to Allah and makes an effort to Allah in the last ten days of Ramadan gets Jannah. It doesn't cost much at all. In fact, 
you could venture to say that it isn't even the last 10 days. It isn't that a person has to exert themselves in the last 10 days. Even if a person just exerts himself or herself on Laylatul Qadr, then that's sufficient. The Prophet said, Man qama Laylatul Qadr, imanan wahtisaban. That a person who stands, meaning in worship, on Laylatul Qadr, imanan wahtisaban, in good faith and expecting reward, that all of their past sins are forgiven. Yani, they're granted Jannah, they're granted paradise for just that one uh, night's worth of worship. Right? It costs just a fraction. A person who spends that Laylatul Qadr worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, min alfi shahr, they get more than a hundred thousand months worth of, of reward. It's very little effort. Every single action we perform during these last 10 days is multiplied multifold. Every moment that we spend during these last 10 days turning toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single, any moment that we spend turning toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for us to earn Jannah. So the third is that it costs us a fraction, very little, very little. It's very inexpensive. Even in even in the, the the price of deeds. And then the fourth is that very little effort is required to obtain it. In fact, you could say that the one thing that prevents us from getting to Jannah, the one thing that's a part of this world that is a roadblock for us to Jannah is Shaytan. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do during the month of Ramadan? He locks up, he chains up the shayateen. He chains up the shayateen. What a perfect sale. What a perfect bargain. Number one, it's the item that we want. It's Jannah. Jannah is going on sale. We don't want anything else but Jannah. Number two, there's no limit to it. If, if all of us were to get Jannah, it wouldn't affect Allah Ta'ala's treasure in any way. If the entire Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu were to get Jannah, it wouldn't affect Allah Ta'ala's treasure in, in any shape, way, shape, or form. There's no limit. There's no quantity. You can only take five and stick it in your, in your cart. Take as much as you want. Take as much as you want. That's what these ten days are about. It only costs a fraction. You have to just put in a little bit of effort. You have to spend a night in worship on Laylatul Qadr. You have to spend a moment turning back toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala consequently looks at you with His mercy. And that's sufficient. You're given it. And the one roadblock, that hindrance that would otherwise prevent us from getting to Jannah, that, that, that uh, being is, is locked up, chained away, so that even that person can't even stop you from getting Jannah. What a perfect opportunity. What a perfect opportunity. And to top it off, the Prophet said about these special last 10 days of Ramadan, that these are the days in which those individuals whom have shackled themselves to the fire of hell, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees them. Those of us that have shackled ourselves to Jahannam, it isn't that we're sort of teetering between Jannah and Jahannam, and then Allah ta'ala chooses to give us Jannah. It isn't that we are actually already on the path to Jannah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guarantees us Jannah. It's those of us that have actually committed ourselves to Jannah. Meaning, right, we don't know what our final destination is. I don't know where I'm going to end up. It's possible that at this current moment in time, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written Jahannam for me because of the deeds that I've performed or the, the lack of deeds or because of the sins that I've performed or because of my, my, uh, my lack of commitment to Allah. It's possible that I'm stamped with Jahannam. You just can't see it right now. It's for those, that subset of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes. He takes that stamp off. He takes that, that marker off. And he then applies the mark of Jannah. He unshackles the believer from Jahannam. And he stamps them with the guarantee of paradise. That's what occurs in these last 10 days. It's incredible. These are the most blessed 10 days of the year. These are the most blessed 10 days of the year. We'll never find a better bargain in our life if we only pay heed to the one that Allah Ta'ala is offering us right now. So what does it mean for us, practically speaking? <coughs> Number one, we want to take advantage of the opportunity that Allah has given us. Number one, we must attach ourselves to the masjid. We must attach ourselves to the masjid. We shouldn't be anywhere but the masjid. And we mentioned earlier, the Prophet's habit was in the last 10 days of Ramadan, he was attached to the masjid. He didn't leave the masjid, that was it. Why? Because the masjid is the place where Allah Ta'ala's mercy is descending. And the mo the, the, the <coughs> and, and right now, at this present moment in time, especially on an odd night in the month of Ramadan, it's pouring, it's showering down upon the masjid. And then, it then gets dispersed throughout the rest of the community. But if a person wants to seek Allah Ta'ala's mercy, then they have to be in the masjid because that's where it is actually descending down. The Prophet ﷺ advised us, he instructed us that do whatever we could to stay in the masjid during these 10 days. If we couldn't commit ourselves for these 10 days, then we spend every possible moment of time. We leave work, we come straight to the masjid. We pray every salah in the masjid. We do our iftar in the masjid. We uh, come for fajr in the masjid. Every moment that we have during these 10 days, we spend in the masjid. We have 345 days of the year otherwise to spend elsewhere. You know, you could get away with praying a few salahs in the masjid the rest of the time. But these 10 days, if you attach yourself to the masjid, then I can almost guarantee you that you'll be able to take advantage of this sale. The, number, the second point to recall is that Aisha, uh, or the it's said about the Prophet in, in, in the Milk of Imam Bukhari that يَجْتَهِدُ فِي الْعَشْرِ أَوَاخِرِ مَا لَا يَجْتَهِدُ فِي غَيْرِهِ that the Prophet ﷺ, he would exert himself during these last 10 days more than he'd exert himself at any other time of year. More than any other time. And that's important. You know, we, we, are, we are taught that we shouldn't go beyond what our physical capabilities are when it comes to striving. You do what you can and then you kind of move on. You know, if you're trying to wake up for the tahajjud prayer and you're too tired, then you should just go to sleep. You know, if, if, if fasting is going to make you feel sick or whatnot, then just don't worry about it. This is kind of the principles that we're taught. But during these last 10 days, the Prophet ﷺ is telling us, exert yourself. You might have to take on a little bit of pain. Your knees might hurt a little bit. Your back might hurt a little bit. Your feet might hurt a little bit. Your head might hurt a little bit. But just do it for the sake of Allah because this is a once-in-a-lifetime. This is a once-in-a-year, potentially once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And then the last thing is that every single night during these last 10 nights of Ramadan, we should turn toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we should make one dua with utmost sincerity. One dua with utmost sincerity. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
that if I was to find or seek or find Laylatul Qadr, the night of power, what should I recite? And the reality is that we don't actually know when it is. It could be any one of these nights. So he told Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha to recite the following dua, and that is, Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. O Allah, verily you are the most forgiving, and you are the most generous. Tuhibbul afwa, not only do you, not only are you the most forgiving, but you love to forgive. You love to forgive. This is the relationship of Allah with us. He doesn't just encourage us to ask for his forgiveness. He himself loves to forgive. So this dua, Tuhibbul Afwa. Now, oh Allah, you are the one who forgives. You are generous. Tuhibbul Afwa. Not only that, you love to forgive. So forgive me. If we turn to Allah Ta'ala every single one of these nights and we make this dua, even just the 30 seconds that it requires, but we recite it and we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala with complete sincerity, then it's possible that Allah Ta'ala's mercy will fall down upon us for that moment and will be granted exactly what we were looking for. We will be able to take advantage of these 10 days based off of just a simple deed like that. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to maximize on these last 10 days of Ramadan. May Allah ta'ala, uh, may Allah ta'ala grant, us, uh, grant us jannah and freedom from the fire of hell during these last 10 days. And may Allah ta'ala give us all the strength and energy to be able to exert ourselves during this time.